Amen, amen. John chapter 1, verse number 10. Of course, we have sold this building, and so um, you heard the announcement. It is so important, church, that we all make this journey together. It, I mean, it, I cannot stress that enough. So even though we'll be having church in a building that does not belong to us, that does not mean that we are not still the same church. We come together and we worship the Lord together. Amen. So I'm looking for you every Sunday and I'm looking for you every Tuesday at 7 o'clock when we're there. All right. Remember Tuesday. Um, but I do want to highlight two, two days that I feel like are non-negotiable days if you're a member of Sanctuary. And that is January the 9th is Vision Sunday. We must be together for that day. It's our first Sunday over there. And then January the 23rd is going to be Sacrifice Sunday. And I need you there for Sacrifice Sunday as well. Everybody say amen. If you're not going to be there, you can stay standing while I preach today the whole time. John chapter 1 verse number 10. The Bible says he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. The world did not have an understanding of who Jesus was. He came, but they didn't understand it. And uh, I told you last Sunday, I, I, I preached probably not so much of a Christmas message, but today I'm preaching a Christmas message on this day after. And my subject to you is one last gift for Christmas. Is there anybody in this room that you could stand one last gift for Christmas before it's all said and done? Anybody? All right. All right. Well, the Lord's about to help us and you're going to get it, okay? Lord, we love you. We thank you so very much. You're an awesome God. Thank you for meeting us here today. Thank you for blessing, blessing this time together of worship that we have been in. I pray you'd help me to communicate your heart to these great people, God. And I pray that when we leave here, we leave here with a better understanding of who we are. I pray it in the name of Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated. John wrote to say that he was in the world. And the world was made by him. And yet the world knew him not. Even though the creator had become, if you'll let me say it this way, appear to the creation. And even though there was something about him that was so very, very unique, the world knew him not. I would say to you today that the world still knows him not. Don't go to the world to try to get, gain understanding of Jesus. If you want to have understanding of Jesus, you need to go to an apostolic church where people understand who he is and what he's about and his plan for his people to be saved from this world. <clears throat> And so I don't think I need to major on that particular aspect of it today, though it, I very easily could. The world doesn't know him, 
So don't go to the world to try to understand him. All right? Um, don't, don't look for Hollywood to get it right. Don't look for uh, social media to get it right. Don't look for news outlets to get it right. The church, we are the, we are the experts on who he is. <laughs> All right? We know him. We interact with him. We have seen the goodness of God in the land of the living. We have been healed at times. We have been blessed by his presence coming and ministering to us so many times. He has lifted us out of the miry clay. Don't look for the world to get this right. And let me just say this before I do move on from that little area that I'm in. Let me just remind you that when God touches us, we don't continue to wallow in the things of the past. We don't live there anymore. Somebody said, somebody said, um, good luck if you're going to try to mess with me by digging up my past. I don't live there anymore. So don't. We need to have an understanding that that's not our address anymore. Who I was is not who I am. The struggles I had are not the struggles I have today. I may have some struggles, but I'm just overcoming them day by day by day by day. And I refuse to live under the shadow of what used to be. When God saved me... When God delivered me, he did not do a bad job. Boy, I feel like preaching. He didn't get it wrong. He didn't mess it up. When God saved me, he saved me to the uttermost. And I thank God I serve that kind of a Savior. The world didn't, did not know him. They never have. They never will. But there were, according to Scripture, there are have been some who did know him. And they gave us glimpses of who he was. <clears throat> the prophets declared to us who he was. You can read the words of Isaiah the prophet in chapter 9 verse 6. For unto us a child is born. And unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called. Woo! Wonderful. Yes. Counselor. The mighty God. The everlasting Father. And the Prince of Peace. Yes. That is a verse. And you might have to back this mic down just a touch. I keep getting a little bit of feedback. That verse is a, is a declaration from the prophet Isaiah of who Jesus is. He is the child born. He is the son given. The government is upon his shoulder and he is wonderful. He's counselor. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting father. He is the prince of peace. When somebody says, I don't understand how you serve this one God that you very clearly. I, a lot of people say they serve one God, but they call, they call them three different persons and people. And that is not accurate. They say, I don't understand you. I say, well, this is a great verse. 
Because the child born, the son given, who is that? Jesus. They always say Jesus. Said, well, he is wonderful counselor. He's the mighty God. They might could go along with that, but this one really gets. He is the everlasting father. Some people have called him the eternal son. He is not the eternal son. He is the everlasting father. Well, I feel like it. That's who he is. That's who he is. That's what Isaiah. I've got to preach, okay? I've got too much scripture here. Gabriel declared who he was to Joseph. You can read it in Matthew 1 and verse number 19. Matthew 1, verse number 19, going through 21. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, when Mary is found with child, not willing to make her a public example, he was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Verse number 21. And she shall bring forth a son. And thou shalt call his name. Thou shalt call his name. Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. That's the declaration of Gabriel. Isaiah said he's wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Gabriel said he is Jesus and he will save his people from their sins. In other words, he is the Savior. Elizabeth declared who he was to Mary. Luke chapter 1, verse number 41. Going through 45, it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation, this is very unique for me. I'm used to, uh, if I've got, if I've got glasses off, I'm used to having to look down to read and not being able to read that. Now I read that better than I can read this. It came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe who was John the Baptist left in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? <clears throat> For lo, as soon as the voice of your salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leapt in my womb for joy, and blessed is she. She looks at Mary, and she says, Mary, blessed are you that believe, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Elizabeth said, the baby in your belly, he is my Lord. She had an understanding of who he was. The angels declared who he was to shepherds. Luke chapter 2, verse number 8, going down to 11. Luke 2 and 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. 
For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. When they said that, they said he is Savior, but he is Christ the Lord. In other words, he is the Messiah that you have waited for. Simeon declared who he was when they came to the temple with Jesus to perform after their custom. Luke 2 and 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ, the Messiah. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. God always makes sure you need to be where you need to be if you'll be sensitive to him. Well, I don't need to be in the house of God. Oh, yeah, you do. Get to the house of God. Be sensitive to the Lord. Don't let everything keep you out. Don't let everything keep you out of this house. Don't, don't be careful when you get into, as we look into 22, be careful how you schedule your schedule. I'm not saying you can't have a vacation. I'm saying let's try to schedule as much as we can around the house of God. I'll stay there for a while if I need to. I'll walk in that. <laughs> Anyways, the spirit brought him into the temple. Let me move on. You see, I get distracted. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms. Simeon walked in and he sees this baby and, and he grabs him up in his arms and he blessed God and said, Lord, now let thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Simeon walked in that day, and the presence, the Spirit of God came upon him, and he declared who Jesus was. Now, here's the point that I'm making. All of those spoke of the Lord. All of those declared to all that would listen who he was. Isaiah told all of Israel through his prophecy. Gabriel told Joseph. Elizabeth told Mary. The angels told the shepherds. Simeon declared it to all that would listen in the temple. They all said who he was. They all spoke of him. There are some people who will never become who they should be because they are too busy trying to convince other people who they are not. They focus on the judgments of those who don't know who they are rather than to walk in the confidence of the very one who does know who they are. I just wanted to throw that in today and tell you don't listen to everybody else and quit trying to convince everybody else you don't have to do that. God will take care of it. You just quit worrying about what they say and start listening to what he says. 
If you're worried about what they say, then what they say is probably true. All right? That's pretty good. If you're all the time chasing what other people say, it's probably because what they've been saying is true. But if you could ever just lift up your head and say, I got the Lord with me. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he'd be with me. He said, I'll be with you when you're up against this one. I'll be with you when you're up against that one. I'll be with you when the devil fights you. I'll let you put your heel on his head. I'll let you cast him out. So quit trying to convince other people who want to fight you over it. Thank God for the prophets. Thank God for the angels. Thank God for the spiritual people who recognize Jesus. But do not forget that for all of his earthly ministry, Jesus was constantly being called a devil, a mental case, a blasphemer. Go read your Bible. Read the Gospels. They are constantly... Accusing him of who he is not. Jesus doesn't waste his time with those people. The Bible said he just went about doing good anyway. He went about healing all who were afflicted. He's not worried who says he can't heal. He's just looking for somebody that says they want to be healed. He's not looking for the uh, worried about those who says he can't deliver you. He's just looking for somebody that wants to be delivered. And if we can get that kind of people, there's nothing that can stop the power of God from moving in our midst. So they're always telling him who he's not, but Jesus knew within himself who he was. We see it in the Passover encounter. At the age of 12, Luke chapter 2, verse number 41. Luke 2, 41, this is what happens. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. Uh, interesting, boys, a good message. I'm, I got two good messages going on here right now. I don't want to mess up the one I'm on, but go back to that verse just for a moment. The Bible said when he was a baby, was it eight years of age, they went to the temple to do after him for the... Anybody remember the word that was there? I'll share it with you. Custom. Now he's 12 years old. They're going up to Jerusalem after the... His parents followed the custom of what it looked like to live for God in their day. I'll move on. I'm going to let that settle, okay? Next verse. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. I'm just looking to see where I'm at here. How many verses I'm reading? All right. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey. And they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. So they left Jerusalem. They went a whole day down the road. And they get to looking for him, can't find him. When they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. Now we're at two days. And it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to them, Son, 
Why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that you sought me? Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business? Even though not everybody else knew who he was, Jesus knew who he was. We see it in his exchange with the Jews in John 8 and 52. Are you all okay with all these scriptures I'm reading? John 8, 52. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast the devil. Abraham is dead. And the prophets. And thou sayest, If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. How is this possible? You've lost your mind. You're full of the devil. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead, whom makest thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom ye say that he is your God. The same one you say is your God is the one that's honoring me. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and I keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced. This is so powerful. He rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. And when he said that, buddy, they lost their minds. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. And then they tried to stone him. Because they didn't know who he was. But Jesus was convinced of who he was. He knew. He knew. He knew that he and the Father were one. He knew that within him the Spirit of Almighty God was indwelling. Jesus was convinced of it. Hallelujah. We see it again as he helps the disciples to reconcile him as Emmanuel. John 14 and 4. I'm telling you about Jesus knowing who he was. And whither I go, you know, and the way, you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, I'm the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also, and from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and then we'll believe everything you're saying. It will suffice us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Jesus again telling disciples, I know who I am. Y'all with me? Almost done here. Jesus knew. He had a firm conviction of who he was. He would not be denied. Even when others did not recognize his right to be where he was. Even when others 
uh, questioned who he said he was. Even when others called him names and told him he was a blasphemer and was full of a devil. He was unshaken in his knowledge that he was exactly where he needed to be. Doing exactly what he needed to do. Now, we need that same kind of revelation. I'm preaching one last gift for Christmas. Jesus in his humanity absolutely believed what the Father, the indwelling Spirit, had said of him. And before you take down the Christmas tree, before you turn off the lights, and before you discard the tinsel, I have one last Christmas gift that I believe that the Lord wants me to share with this church on this Sunday, this last Sunday of 2021. And that is that you are who he says you are. That's the gift I bring to you this Christmas. You are who he says you are. Let me say it again. You are who he says that you are. You are not who this world says you are. You're a fanatic. You're crazy. You lost your mind. You're insane. You're getting up there preaching like you're preaching right now. You're crazy, man. You just call me whatever you want to call me. But I know I am anointed of God. I know I am a child of God. I know the presence of the Lord is with me. You are who he says that you are. So somebody just needs to start saying things like this today. I am a worshiper. I am a worshiper. I am a hand clapper. I am a dancer. I am a foot stomper. I'm a tongue talker. I'm an aisle roller. I'm a pew jumper. Well, you're going way back now, Pastor. You better believe I am. Because it's getting away from that kind of stuff that's brought a damper on the church. Elders, don't tell us about what it used to be. Help us get to what we used to have. I mean it. Boy, I feel like preaching today. I can't take my jacket off. I need to, but I can't take it off. she That's a private joke right there, okay? Now y'all all wondering. I'm getting so much older and bigger now, my pants start flipping over on the sides. I told my wife I couldn't take my jacket off. Let me just tell y'all, I'm an anointed preacher. I climb pews. I lay hands on people. I claim healing in the name of Jesus. I claim victory in the name of Jesus. I claim deliverance in the name of Jesus. That's who I am. You go ahead and say whatever you want to say. But I know who I am. I know the hand of the Lord is upon me. I know God's with me. He won't leave me. He won't forsake me. He was with us at Harwood Drive. He was with us on, on Southwest. He was with us on Straw Floor. He'll be with us on Rook. I'm a little bit nervous. It's a lot of money, Brother Terry, you know. But God's brought us this far. He's going to bring us the rest of the way. Well, come on and give him praise. Somebody be a worshiper right about now. 
Be a worshiper. Be a worshiper. Somebody needs to shout it out this morning. You need to say this. I am full of the joy of the Lord. But the doctor said I was full of depression. But the doctor said I was full of anxiety. But my friend said I was full of that. Or this or whatever. No, God says you are full of the joy of the Lord. Let me tell y'all something. Stay with me right now because don't don't sit down yet. I might let you sit in a minute. I have never in eleven years of pastoring this church seen more people battle anxiety than I have this year. I have seen it more times. Than I even want to say. Because it's it's just. It's crept into. And I'm not knocking any of you that have dealt with it. You understand that. That's not what I'm doing. But I am going to tell you it's not the will of God. It is not the will of God. And, and you don't need to claim that. And you don't need to accept that. You don't need to hold on to that. You need to let go of that. And claim what he has said. I am full of the joy. Of the Lord. I'm not full of depression. I'm not full of anxiety. But I'm full of the spirit of the most high God. I have joy. I have peace. You can be seated. Somebody needs to say, I am strong even though I feel weak. Somebody needs to say, I am a warrior that terrifies hell. When hell sees me coming, hell gets nervous. When hell sees me hit my knees, hell begins to convulse. When hell sees me worshiping, hell says, everybody grab a hold of something. Things are about to move around here. I am hell's worst nightmare. Come on and say it, somebody. Somebody needs to say, I am victorious. I am healed. I have great faith. I am mighty in the spirit. I am forgiven. I have authority over circumstances. I have authority over spiritual opposition. I am blessed and highly favored. I can speak things that are not as though they were. And I am beloved of God. You need to open up your mouth and say it. I've got one last gift for Christmas. You are who God says you are. Woo! My God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for who you say we are. You can be seated. It's wonderful when other people tell you who you are. We all like it when other people tell us who we are and they get it right. But it's powerful when you know who you are. All these people that won't do nothing unless somebody pats them on the back. They got it wrong. All these people that won't be what God's called them to be unless somebody announces their calling. You got it wrong. You got to be who he says you are. Come on, John. John the Revelator, the Apostle. 
Come on, John, on an Isle of Patmos, just be who you are. And he got a word from God. Hallelujah. Paul made a powerful declaration of who he was to God. In Romans 8 and 38. For I am (laughs) persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities. These are some pretty heavy things he's talking about. It seems like some people hear this and they think we're talking. I am persuaded neither cotton candy or popcorn. That's not what he's saying. He said, I'm persuaded that not death or life or angels or principalities or powers or things that are already here or things that are coming down the road. Nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is a powerful declaration of Paul of who he and we are. He was persuaded that God loved him and that nothing external could change that truth. When you read Paul's words in epistles, you see a man that has an uncommon persuasion that God has put his mark on his life and he refuses to be less than what God has said. In all situations, read his life story. In all situations, Paul refuses to accept a lesser view of himself. He was absolutely convinced that he was who God said that he was. I am persuaded. And I prayed for all of you last night and again this morning. That God would move on you in such a way that you would have such an experience in Him. That you would leave this place today forever changed by one last Christmas gift. Babe, come help me. Let me just share who you are. 2 Corinthians 6. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light and darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believes with an infidel? And what agreement does the temple of God have with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God had said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you and will be a father. Hear it unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. He said, if you will separate from those things that are anti me, and you'll come out from all of that stuff. Come out from your worldliness. Come out from the things I preached last Sunday. That if you haven't heard that message, you better go watch it. And if you haven't heard our teaching on holiness, you better go watch it. I'm calling everybody in this church to do it. Go watch it. You don't have any. That's not who you're called to be. That's what he tells us here. He said, and the Lord said, if you'll come out from that, I'll be your father and you'll be my sons and daughters. Romans 8 tells us who we are. 8.14 
for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him, that we may be also glorified together. He said, you are a son, you are a daughter. And then He said, you are a joint heir with Christ. Revelation chapter 1. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. John to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you, and peace from him which is, which was, which is to come, and from the seven spirits which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Are you ready for it? And hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You are a child of God. You are a joint heir with Christ. You are a king. You are a priest unto the Lord Almighty. And the final one, just one verse. Jeremiah 31 and 3. The Lord hath appeared to me of old, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. You are a son. You are a daughter. You are a joint heir. You are a king. You are a priest. You are loved by God. Merry Christmas, Sanctuary Church. I brought you one more gift before the year ends. You're not who the world says you are. You're not who your past says you are. You're not who the devil says you are. But you are who God says you are. And if you will separate from those other things and walk out of that, God said, I'll put my hand on you. I will be with you. And everything I have declared about you, it shall be true. I feel like there's people that I've been preaching to today that you needed to hear this word. You had a tough year and things got going and and there's been a lot of things that have happened and and I think some of us, our priorities, if we'd be honest, I think, and some of you watching, or maybe you should be watching and you're not, but I think some of our priorities got a little messed up in 21 with everything that's been going on. You better believe the devil used it as much as he possibly could. You better believe he has. And I tell you today, it's time we get our priorities back in order. It's time we get our minds right. It's time we get our hearts right. And we quit listening to everything else. And we start listening to the voice of God. And that's what I came to preach about today. Jesus knew who he was. And Jesus wants you to know who you are. And that's the final gift this Christmas.
we stand together. In just a moment, I'm going to make an appeal. Don't come yet, but in just a moment, I'm going to make an appeal. That if while I've been preaching today, at some point in this message, if your spirit began to bear witness with what I was saying. In other words, you began to feel like what he is preaching is directly to me. If that is you today, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. I want you to not stop and think about it. I don't want you to wait and hold up. I don't want to have to convince you. But when I open this altar in just a minute, I want you to make your way down to the front of this altar saying, God, when I get up, I leave behind at my seat everything else. And when I get up, I'm walking to the front to receive what you have said about me. I'm not going to live in the other stuff. I'm not going to talk about the other stuff. I'm not going to I'm not going to commiserate about the other stuff. I'm not going to make that that topic of my discussion, but I'm leaving all of that behind me today, God. I dealt with it enough. I have dealt with it enough. I'm coming today to get a new revelation. I want a gift today, God, of who you say I am. If I preach to you at all today, please don't hesitate. Get down to the front of this church. Step out from where you are. Get to the front of this church. Come spread out and make room. And let us let us claim what the Lord has said on this last Sunday of 21. Come on, church. Come on and declare it. I am who I am. the devil's been whispering in some of your ears and he's been telling some of you things like you are backslidden he's been saying some things to you like you can't feel God anymore he's been saying things like you are apathetic you don't really even care about all that's going on around you right now he's been whispering things like that to you but in the name of Jesus. He is a liar and he's the father of it. 